When it comes to astrology, I think it's very easy to get into information overload. Whether you are trying to learn about an upcoming transit like an eclipse or a Mercury retrograde, or you are trying to learn about your birth chart, the threshold into, oh my God, this is so much, is pretty low. Like it's pretty easy to get there. And then when we're talking about difficult transits, you have an added layer of anxiety because we're talking about these transits that have a reputation of being difficult to navigate. And what I notice is much of the horoscope content that I see is like, here's what to expect, but not here's how to work with it. Here's what you can do. And yeah, sometimes I do hear people say, oh, well, don't do anything, like lay low. But that's not really helpful because most of us don't live lives where we can just choose to lay low. We can't just opt out of the energetic context that we're in or opt out of what, whatever we have to do that day. So not only do you get information overload from all of the hot takes about these transits, but you also get the astrological anxiety of buckle up because it's about to be a shitstorm. We've got all this stuff happening at once, blah, blah, blah. We don't have to approach astrology that way. But in order to get out of that space, we have to stop just listening to more and more content. We have to have boundaries around how much content we listen to. And we have to decide to move out of information gathering and into action taking mode. If you're new here, welcome to Self-Help Witch. I am Dana. I'm your host. I'm an astrologer and teacher. And Self-Help Witch is all about using astrology for self-awareness and personal growth and living your best life. I've got my baby Vinny here. You might hear some cute baby noises. And if you're watching on YouTube, you may even get a peek at him here. I'm trying to get him to relax a little bit. I want to talk today about how to use astrology, specifically how to use transit astrology, how to get out of the space of overconsumption and overlearning when it comes to astrology and the upcoming transits and into a place of here's what I'm going to do with that information so that we can go from feeling bogged down and overwhelmed and confused and anxious about the upcoming astrology to feeling grounded and capable and empowered. This is so important to me. <laughs> In fact, this is really like the core of the work that I want to do with astrology is helping people get from, you know, this place of overlearning. It's what I've been calling the learning trap where we just learn more and more and more and hope that it will help us when actually we need to be using the information we're learning how to get out of that learning trap and into a an applied astrology practice, an actual true practice where we're doing kind of hands-on real-life embodiment work with what we know about astrology and about ourselves. This is the crux of the program that I launched on Monday called Astrology Accelerator. It's a three-week group coaching program that teaches how to use your birth chart, 
use past astrology, which I call reflective astrology, and transit astrology to create a comprehensive astrology practice where you're taking your astrology knowledge and turning it into a hands-on practice. Vinny is farting like crazy right now. So if you, (laughs) I hope that you can't hear that, but if you can, maybe you're getting a good laugh out of it. They are aggressive. So astrology accelerator is the magnum opus of everything I've learned about how to translate what you know about astrology into a hands-on practice, an embodiment practice where you are actually living what you're learning. And I'm really, really excited about it. So what I'm sharing with you today are the strategies I use for transit astrology. And this is what I teach in Astrology Accelerator, but I do want to say Astrology Accelerator is more than a course. It is actually doing these practices. So in the three weeks, you're not just learning this repeatable practice that you can use over and over again and dig deeper and deeper into your chart and the astrology of the moment, but it's also actually doing it so that by the end of the three weeks, you now have established this practice and you are embodying what you've learned about yourself. So I'll talk more about that later, but for now, let's get into how we can start to use transit astrology in a practical way and stop getting overwhelmed by all of the content out there. So you might be thinking, isn't just knowing what's coming up helpful? Isn't that a legitimate astrology practice? Listening to the horoscope and keeping that in mind as a mindfulness practice. My personal experience is a lot of the time I will listen to the horoscope. I'll listen to several horoscopes, in fact. I'll get several different takes. And that mindfulness doesn't always stay, right? Because what do you do? My guess is you listen to maybe a week ahead horoscope on a Sunday. You maybe listen to daily content if you have a teacher you follow that publishes content that frequently. And you think, oh, okay, good to know. And then you go about your day. And it probably doesn't stay front of mind. So the point I'm trying to make is, if we approach transit astrology as like, I'm going to use this as a mindfulness practice, we have to be really intentional about that. It has to go beyond just listening to a YouTube or a podcast, hello, and find a way to really keep it front of mind. And I think two things you can do to mindsets you can adopt to make that a reality are awareness and reflection. So you have to find places where you are conscientiously being aware and where you are reflecting on that awareness. So for example, I I do this and I've been doing this for the eclipse this week. There is a, if you're listening to this in the future, a Scorpio lunar eclipse happening today and people are freaking out (laughs) because it's also Mercury retrograde. Uranus is in the mix. The moon's in uh, fall in Scorpio. Okay, so we know this. It's a tough time. It's an intense time. So I've been trying to stay really present and... Every day, at the end of the day, I reflect on how has this upcoming eclipse been showing up for me. 
And I've been really keeping my eyes peeled because the moon at the, when the eclipse perfects, the moon is within one minute of my natal Pluto. So my natal Pluto is like 1458 or 59 and the moon will be at 1458 or 59. I forget which is which, but the point is I'm expecting this to be a pretty deep eclipse for me personally. And I have been noticing some themes coming up that are relevant to the moon and Pluto. So the first thing I think about with the moon and Pluto is confronting emotions, right? Becoming aware of how you feel about something that maybe is a surprise to you because Uranus is also in the mix, right? So do you see already how I'm going beyond a horoscope, listening to a horoscope? Because I, I definitely did listen to astrologers that I respect talk about this transit. I want to know what they think about it. And I'm not saying we should stop doing that because it's really helpful to get other people's perspectives and points of view about the energy, but it can't stop there. We then need to take that information and apply it to our lived experience. So the other thing I'm saying is we can't just take the horoscope at face value and say, cool, that's what's going to happen. Because the truth is, Horoscopes are generalized. They can't be specific to you because the astrologer doesn't know your unique birth chart and how the astrology is activating it. For example, the Libra rising horoscope for the eclipse is obviously not going to talk about how my natal Pluto is being <laughs> super activated right now, right? That's something that another step I needed to go and take in order to see specifically how is this going to show up for me. So that's one thing you can do is take a look at your birth chart with the upcoming transits and see what placements of yours are being activated. And then again, you need that awareness and reflection. So looking at the chart, start to become aware of the placements that are being activated and then reflect on how that might show up and does show up. So it's not just beforehand. We need to also think about the transits as they're happening and afterwards so we can get a full understanding of how the energy shows up. And the cool thing about that is that's going to make you better at recognizing when the energy is at play, right? It's going to make you more mindful. So that's where that astrology practice comes in. It's now gone beyond you just consuming information and listening to horoscopes. Now it's you seeing how it's showing up in your life. And it's you responding in a more mindful way because you are aware. I'll give you an example with this eclipse. So definitely, definitely, definitely the theme of honesty around emotions has been coming up for me. I mentioned just a minute ago, I'm a Libra rising. That is always something I'm working with. This idea of, well, how do you feel? Like asking myself that question because I tend to defer to the other person. And I am working on that. I've been working on that. And I think I'll always be working on that. I've just had this these confronting experiences, which is another sort of moon Pluto delineation I came up with confronting emotions and confronting experiences. I've had those this past week 
a lot of them. It's made me come to this realization over and over again. Okay, if you don't feel like you can be honest in the moment, that's one thing, but you have to always be honest with yourself. So I had that realization that I, I have to be honest with myself, even if I don't feel like I can be honest in the moment. Over and over again this week, I've been given chances and opportunities to do that. And I'm discovering how to be honest with myself because I think sometimes I'm afraid to be honest with myself. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to learn about that. Like, why is that? What am I afraid of? And it's so moon Pluto, right? What's being activated in my birth chart is so spot on to what's happening in my actual lived experience. But if all I did was listen to a horoscope, I would have never made any of those connections. And I guarantee that I wouldn't have been as aware in my daily life to notice these things were coming up for me over and over again. So what an astrology practice versus an astrology content consumption does, an astrology practice helps you notice this stuff in real life so that you can actually see and notice the lessons and take them as they come. So it's a big difference. The other way that you can approach transit astrology as an active activity rather than a passive one is to leverage the astrology of the moment for manifesting. And I hesitate to use that word because it's got a lot of like gross kind of girl boss (laughs) stuff around it for me anyway. Maybe that's just me, but I really do mean it, like manifesting in the true sense of the word. It's really like an embodiment practice, right? So what I'm talking about is having something you want to happen and making it happen. It's really about taking action. And you can use the astrology of the moment to help you do that. But here's what's interesting about that. Because you might hear me say that and think, oh, okay, so wait for good transits do stuff on good transits, and then lock myself in the basement when there's an eclipse and a Mercury retrograde. And no, (laughs) that's not what I mean. And you might be able to see why, because here it is, Mercury retrograde and an eclipse, and I have launched the biggest offer that I've ever launched during this time. So let me tell you about why I did that, and that will help us understand how to use astrology for manifesting and as an embodiment practice. So first of all, my astrology approach is rooted in free will, okay? So astrology does not negate free will, and that might be confusing if you're new to astrology or, I don't know, if you've never really thought about it before, because it seems like what we're saying when we are talking about the um, energetic weather with horoscopes and transit forecasts is we're saying this is what will happen and that's not what we're saying we're saying here's the energy that we're existing in here's what's going on in on an energetic level but how we respond to that is up to us okay and it's even true with your birth chart you've got placements in your chart and they are a part of your inherent spiritual nature, but the way they express throughout your life is gonna depend on you and the choices that you make. So again, being a Libra rising, Venus is my chart ruler. Venusian qualities are really natural to me, 
but there is a wide range and spectrum of what Venusian qualities actually are. I talk a lot about the shadow of Libra rising and of Venus being just deferring to other people. And that has been true for me. But as I've become more aware of that tendency and I've worked on that, now I'm moving away from that manifestation of that placement. So the point is we have free will when it comes to astrology where it's not this deterministic fatalistic thing so when it comes to manifesting with transits yes you can absolutely you know look for optimal energy and take action on those days and that was actually what i intended to do with astrology accelerator my original plan was to launch on April 10th or 11th, I forget which day, but it was the day that the sun and Jupiter were conjunct in Aries. That just looked like such a magical day to me. I had my eye on that moment ever since I created my astrology almanac back last year and I was looking at 2023. I was like, that is the day that I need to put something out into the world. And then life happened. You know, I have a newborn and uh, that's a lot. <laughs> Not only that, but I was beta testing Astrology Accelerator and I had literally just finished it. So I needed time to integrate what I learned from the beta test and to actually promote. So the closer it got to that date, the more I was like, okay, that's just not going to happen. So what makes sense to me in my life? And I looked at my calendar and the week of May 1st was what made sense. And I saw that it's in the middle of Mercury retrograde and eclipse season. Now, if I were just approaching astrology for manifestation from that very limited view of quote-unquote optimal transits, yes, and quote-unquote scary transits, no, I probably wouldn't have launched anything. I would have waited longer, right? But let's think about that for a second. That is totally disempowering. It is so disempowering to say, oh, I can't do that thing because Mercury retrograde or the eclipse, like I better wait. I don't want to live my life that way. And I don't want my astrology practice to disempower me from doing things that I want to do with my life. Now, I'm not saying that this week hasn't been intense and stressful for me because it has been. And as I said, you know, natal Pluto heavily activated in this eclipse, but I took a look at the astrology of the week and I decided that actually it makes a lot of sense for me to launch this week. Number one, when I announced the offer, it was actually the day of the Mercury Kazemi. So if you're not familiar, the Kazemi is a special conjunction with a planet in the sun when that planet is said to get like a solar infusion from the sun. So in a Mercury retrograde, it's a moment of great clarity and insight. So I was like, okay, awesome. That is a great day for me to launch. And it was Beltane, which I don't really celebrate the wheel of the year like that. But as far as energetics go, felt like a great moment for putting something out into the world. And then looking at the eclipse, Scorpio is my second house of talents and resources. And to me, my natal Pluto getting activated so closely with the moon in my second house of talents and resources, it's almost like, hey, 
let's just do the damn thing. Let's stop worrying about what might happen. Let's stop treating our work as this precious thing that we have to like perfect and protect until it's absolutely perfect because that moment is never going to happen. So this week has been a lot about facing fears. And as I said earlier, they've been coming up in my personal relationships and with the launch. If you're a business owner or if you've ever put a project out into the world, which all of us have, <laughs> you know that it's scary to to be like, all right, this is done enough it, and I'm going to go ahead and share it with people because you put yourself out there for rejection. And that fear of rejection is one of my deepest fears. It's something that I'm always trying to keep in awareness and work with and make sure that I'm not making choices out of a fear of rejection and that I'm instead making choices out of trust in myself and the universe. So having this eclipse happen the week of the launch, it's actually perfect for me because what's happening is I'm becoming acutely aware of where my fear of rejection takes over and I feel like what I'm able to do in like taking this courageous action of putting my offer out there is I'm aligning myself with the energy of letting go of that fear, letting go of that need to like hold on really tight and control. There's Pluto, right? I'm composting that with this lunar eclipse. I'm saying no more of that. I'm sure it will come back up again because like it's life and you're not ever just going to like get something the first go around, but that's how I'm leveraging this energy of the lunar eclipse in Scorpio conjunct my natal Pluto. I'm composting that fear of rejection actively on purpose instead of just saying, well, I'm going to see what happens today, right? Although I am going to see what happens. I am going to go about the day in a more mindful way. But I'm also taking an active role in how I want this energy to play out. And you might be thinking, okay, well, this isn't really what I meant by like manifesting. Like you're not bringing something into existence. And I would say that's not true <laughs> because what you're bringing into existence is the version of you that you want to be. And it all starts with you and your energy. If you're trying to manifest a successful business, and you're operating on an energetic of fear of rejection, you're never going to be successful. You have to operate from a place of trust and belief in yourself, right? At, among many other things, there's lots of things that have to fall into place, but that's how you can start to get the ball rolling energetically, right? So our manifestation practice is really all about our energy and that's how you can use the astrology to help you get there. I think what's so empowering about that is you don't have to wait for the perfect transit. You can use any energy, right? Here I am, quote unquote, manifesting in the two transits people like to freak out about the most. <laughs> Mercury retrograde and an eclipse in Scorpio. And an eclipse in Scorpio that's activating my natal Pluto. But you know what? Astrology doesn't negate free will. And this is excellent energy for me to compost the energy that's no longer serving me. So I hope that that empowers you too. There are so many ways that you can actively work with any astrological transit, 
but it really boils down to having that awareness, intention, and reflection and taking an active role, okay? If this sounds like something that is missing from your astrology practice, I would love you to join us in Astrology Accelerator. It is, as I mentioned earlier, a three-week group coaching program where I'm going to walk you through not just what these practices are that you can use with your birth chart, reflective astrology, and transit astrology, but we're going to actually do them together. What's really unique about this is that each cohort, because this is going to run in cohorts, is going to have a different focus. So this is the inaugural cohort, and it is all about self-awareness alchemy. So each cohort will have unique, exclusive content, and this cohort is going to go deep into your sun, moon, rising sign, and ascendant ruler. These are key placements. They are the core placements. If you're trying to understand yourself and your inherent potential, the really, really cool thing about this is you're going to learn a framework that you can repeat over and over again. So even though I'm going to give you deep dive content into those placements I just mentioned, you will immediately be able to use what you've learned and continue to apply it to your chart. So if there's a placement in your chart that you've just been really curious about, you will right away, after you learn the framework, be able to go back and do it with that placement. There's a ton of amazing uh, bonuses that come with this, one of which is 50% off all future cohorts of Astrology Accelerator. So once you have taken this once, you'll be able to hop into any future cohort for 50% off. And just to give you an idea of some of the other cohorts that I'm entertaining, uh, shadow work, relationships, career, money, business, these are all upcoming iterations of Astrology Accelerator that if you hop in on this cohort, you will be able to join for 50% off. There's so much more, a complimentary reading, so much more to learn about the actual curriculum. It's a one of a kind, really unique program I don't see anyone else talking about how to actually create a real practice, a bona fide practice, and not just learning about the placements, which of course we need to learn in order to use the information. But if you're ready to start translating what you know into what you do, if you're ready to live your potential and not just know it, please join us in Astrology Accelerator. I think that you will love it. You can learn more about it at selfhelpwitch.com slash selfawarenessalchemy. That is the official name of our first cohort, Astrology Accelerator Self-Awareness Alchemy. I've got the link for you in the show notes and down below. Doors close Tuesday, May 9th. So it right now is May 5th. For those of you who haven't been paying attention to a calendar, I keep saying May 9th and that seems really far away, but it's not. It's four days away. So as of midnight on Tuesday, May 9th, the doors will close. So check out all the bonuses, check out all of the curriculum. If you have any questions about any of it, you can email me, Dana at selfhelpwitch.com. The last thing I'll say about it is if you're not into the group coaching aspect, there is a curriculum only option so you can check out the different versions and the different iterations of the offer that you can purchase 
at selfhelpwitch.com slash selfawarenessalchemy. So to recap, the two ways that we can approach transits as a practice rather than a passive activity, we can become more mindful of ourselves and how we're reacting to the energy. And in order to do that, we have to be intentional about becoming aware of when the energy is present and when we're activated by that and then reflect on that. So it's that constant intentional cycle of awareness and reflection that creates the mindfulness with the transits, not just listening to horoscopes. And the other thing we can do is manifest with any transit, not just quote unquote good transits. We can understand how a transit is activating our natal chart and we can decide how we want to use that energy and then take action that's aligned with that result that we're looking for. And in doing so, we make an active relationship with that energy and we set the stage to manifest an action or an energy we want to possess. I hope that this was really helpful. I hope to see you in Astrology Accelerator. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. A happy eclipse. We're going to be just fine. Don't stress. I love you. Keep going. I'll see you all next time. Bye.